May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. All righty. Uh, once more, uh, good morning to everyone. And uh, in today's sermon, I'd like us to, uh, as it were, to give it up. All right? Give it up for Joseph. Let's give him a hand and our deepest appreciation for Joseph, the carpenter from Nazareth, son of Jacob, son of Nathan, and as was understood, father of Jesus, shows us what it means to be a righteous, discerning, and obedient servant of God. To live as Joseph is to live a life trusting in God, even when your first inclination is to say, no, I think you might have the wrong person. Now, I, I know that much is made of Mary, and rightly so, because the virgin daughter of Nazareth was God's chosen vessel for the incarnation. But someone had to protect the teenage mother and her child from a world hell-bent on the baby's destruction. In Joseph, we see God's wisdom at work. We never hear from Joseph. We don't have to. His actions speak loud enough. Each time we meet him, he is being called into God's service. Imagine the burden that he carried. He could have said, no, I will not take Mary as my wife and her child as my son. You recall he has already been planning to put her away quietly. Instead, he became a bulwark between Mary and the whispering campaign that likely attended news of her mysterious pregnancy. He had to be attuned to the rage and fury that consumed Herod. Yes, yes, indeed, the Magi brought gifts, but Herod would bring the sword. Three times in today's scripture, an angel of the Lord gives him instruction, and each time Joseph does what he is told. Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you. A journey of perhaps 70 miles, like walking maybe from, from here to Cumberland, and all the while being careful to avoid Herod's spies. We do not know how many years they spent in Egypt, but their being in the ancient home of the Jews was no accident. There is, brothers and sisters, a rich theological symbolism for us to consider, echoes between the Old Testament and the New. As Pharaoh sought to kill the Hebrew babies, including Moses, so too did Herod slaughter the innocents in Bethlehem in hopes of killing Jesus. As there was the first great exodus of the Hebrew people, so too is there now the beginning of a second exodus in which Jesus Christ will lead his people out of their spiritual bondage in the Egypt of sin and death. All of this was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken through Hosea. Out of Egypt I have called my son. And so the angel spoke to Joseph 
again. Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. And so they returned, without fanfare, just a little family heading for Judea. But there was one more warning. Do not stay in Judea. Archelaus is there, like father, like son. Go home to Galilee. At each step along the way, Joseph put his trust in God and the slow, often mysterious work of the Holy Spirit. Can we do the same? It's one of the questions. Can we do the same? Trusting obedience is one of the hallmarks of the Christian life. We are called to be ever listening, ever discerning, our souls receptive to the still, small voice that seeks a response from us. And we are called not to look too far ahead into the future. What did the angel tell Joseph? Stay in Egypt until I tell you to leave. And well, Joseph might have said in response, well, well how long is that going to be? And now the angel, the Lord's messenger, might have come back with, Joseph, you heard what I said. Stay there until I tell you. Trust in the Lord. Be obedient. There's a beautiful scripture that came to mind as I was putting this uh, sermon together. It's from the, the 29th chapter of the prophet Jeremiah. This is verse 11. Some of you might know it. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare and not for your harm. To give you a future with hope. I first had this scripture put to me while I was riding the A train in New York City. I was on my way to a seminary internship at a Harlem hospital. When a woman got on the subway, perhaps she was an angel of the Lord. She got on, plopped down across from me, looked me dead in the eye, and said, Jeremiah 2911. That's all. She got off at the next stop and was gone. That verse has stayed with me going on 20 years. Jeremiah 2911. A while ago, Years before I came to St. Anne's, I was courted by two churches, one black and one white, one a historic, respected parish in the nation's capital, the other equally historic in a village so small I drove through it without realizing I had passed it. On paper, the choice was easy. It was a no-brainer. Go to a rural version of Siberia filled with cows and cornfields, or go to D.C., where the action is, where the job was permanent. God said, go to the farms. But I said, that's an interim job. Well, what will I do next year? And what about the history? Hadn't the Ku Klux Klan been active in that area? Maybe they still were. Wouldn't I be safer in Washington? God insisted then relented, as if to say, I've done all I can do. The choice is yours. Despite all the spiritual signals, I was not merely and nearly as quick to comply as Joseph. But in the end, I was obedient. 
and I received a tremendous blessing. I, I could go on and on and on about the blessing that I received and the decision that God led me to. And then a year later, as my ministry in northern Harford County neared its end, I got a call from Amy Richter. Hey, Dion, I hear you're wrapping things up in Darlington. Would you like to come to St. Anne's? Hmm. I'd also gotten a call from another historic church up in New England. Once again, God spoke, this time a bit more forcefully. Trust me, I know the plans I have for you. And so I heeded God's call, put my trust in the Lord, and came to be with you. It seems that God is always working, playing the long game, telling us just enough to get us moving. Like Joseph in today's scripture, our story is told in our response to God's call and the role that we play in God's grand plan of salvation. Brothers and sisters, aside from the story of Joseph and Jeremiah, there is another element in today's gospel, in this story that is known as the flight to Egypt. And this element equally begs our attention. It too calls for discernment and listening for God's voice. For in many ways, the story of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph on the run is a story from our times. They were refugees, fleeing violence and persecution, seeking safety and asylum. All told, there are 26 million refugees in the world today, and half of them are children. They make their way along dirt paths, jungle roads. They put their hopes in rickety boats to try and cross the Mediterranean, the Adriatic, the English Channel. Their stories rise and fall from the front page. One day we hear them clustered at the border between Mexico and the United States. Another day we hear a report from the border between Poland and Belarus. And then comes a story from the island of Lampedusa or Lesbos or the deserts of Sudan. Lord only knows how Jeremiah 21 sounds prayed at a campfire service on the Turkish border. The question, perhaps indeed the challenge for each one of us is whether or not we can see the Holy Family among the desperate millions. If indeed our Savior's family fled in the middle of the night to escape Herod's horror, then what is our Christian response to the crisis today? This calls for discernment. This calls for prayer. This calls for action. What type of action? I cannot say. Pray, and God will speak to you. Today's scripture tells us an ancient story, but brothers and sisters, it must resonate with us today as we continue to learn how to trust in his word and to see his son in the face of those who journey with us in this life. Thomas Merton, the, the great Trappist monk, had, had this to say, Christ is with those others for whom there is no room. His place is with those who do not belong, who are rejected by power because they are regarded as weak, those who are discredited, who are denied the status of persons, tortured, exterminated. 
with those for whom there is no room. Christ is present in this world. Let us not forget the Holy Family's perilous journey or the reason for their escape into Egypt, for their story continues with us today. And let us not forget God's infinite wisdom in entrusting His Son to the righteous, discerning, and obedient carpenter from Nazareth, a simple man of faith whose words are not recorded, but whose deeds echo through eternity. So as I said, give it up for Joseph. May the Lord be with you. Amen.